You're listening to Jump to Recipe, the show for busy people who love to cook. This is one of our older episodes from when we were called Time Management Insider. Back then, we focused on all kinds of time management for inside the home, not just cooking, except there was quite a bit of cooking back then too, because it was still me and I'm a little obsessed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump in. This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. It is true. My kids both go back to school this week, and they're both starting at a new school, the same new school, thankfully. But there's just a lot to learn and a lot going on. It's been a little bit hectic. And I'm thinking that for some of you, it is also really hectic right now. And so I really wanted to revisit my conversation with Erica Kiefer. She was one of the first guests that I had on this show way back when. Erica works at Once a Month Meals, which is this company that makes it easier for someone to cook all their meals for a whole month and then prep them for the freezer. And it's done with this like one big batch cooking day. And it's a really fascinating concept. So Once a Month Meals, that is the name of that company where Erica works. And Erica and I talk about different ways that you can do this and how you can make it work into your life. And it's really all about intentional meal planning, which some people really love, other people don't like as much. So that is my guest for today. We're going to be talking with Erica. And then at the end of this show, I'm coming back with a meal plan for you that does have a couple of meals that you can make extra of to put in the freezer for crazy weeks. But unlike the full like month planning that some people do, I find that a little bit too intense for me. I like to do my intentional meal planning in like smaller doses. So I might make one thing over the course of the week and have leftovers from it and that can go into the freezer. Or I just use, as you probably know, I do this quite a bit. I make something earlier in the week that can then be reused later in the week. So that is my way of doing that meal planning. It does take a few minutes extra when I'm making that meal plan to figure out how the different things are going to fit together. But then once the week comes and I'm making the food and there's things to use up the leftovers to make other meals or there's something stashed in the freezer, anything like that, it is much simpler. So that is going to be the meal plan at the end of this show. First, we're going to talk with Erica. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so happy you could make it. So I want to start by asking you who is in your household and who does most of the cooking? It's just myself and my husband. And honestly, we kind of split it 50-50. It's really nice. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. And do you both like cooking? Well, yes and no. (laughs) My My husband is a better cook than I. I've definitely gotten better over the last year. He definitely does it more for enjoyment. I enjoy more the the caretaking aspect of of cooking. <laughs> oh, so the pleasing your partner, doing nice things for them by feeding them, that kind of thing? Yeah, kind of that. My husband's also a type 1 diabetic, and I have my own dietary needs and restrictions. 
And so food's really a big source of our nutrition and health. And it's something that, you know, we go through seasons where we neglect it and seasons where we're really intentional about it. And whenever we're intentional, I just notice that I, I feel better and I feel more ownership of myself and our health whenever I do it. So I enjoy that part of it. And I enjoy getting creative from time to time with cooking. But he he enjoys just the creativity and figuring it out and He's, he's a different bird than me. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So you mentioned intentionality. That's one of my favorite words in general in life. What do you mean by that in terms of your cooking and nutritional needs? Yes. Intentionality to me is just really paying attention to all of the moving parts and meeting ourselves where we're at. So we we have just constantly changing lives. And even amongst COVID, where we're very homebound, it's still we find our schedules just constantly shifting. So being intentional and creating meal plans and sticking to them, it really just allows us a sense of routine that doesn't get boring, but it allows us to move freely without feeling like we're restricted. Well, that makes sense to me. So you said that you've gotten better at cooking in the last year or so. Has something changed in the last year? <laughs> yeah. So I started I started working with once a month meals and I've been here for about two years. And the last year I really I really started getting better. Uh, you know, we're a freezer cooking company and <laughs> I was not a great cook whenever I joined the team, but everyone assured me, don't worry, you'll you'll be a pro in no time. And it really helped my confidence in the kitchen. And through meal planning, I just, I learned how to make recipes, both following recipes and also in my own personal on the fly, I feel more confident that I can make a meal and it'll be edible and not an experiment. It's it's so true. I feel like I talk to a lot of people who don't enjoy cooking or don't think they're good at it. And unfortunately, the main piece of advice that I have is to just do it more because so much of it is once you've made, you know, 20 pasta recipes, then you can wing it and make pasta for dinner without having to think about it. You know what I mean? Like there's absolutely it's really yeah. about practice. So you work for once a month meals and you said they're a freezer cooking company. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh yes, I could I could talk about that for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we we teach people how to freezer cook. We have a whole system with hundreds and hundreds of pre-made meal plans and over thirteen thousand recipes that you can pick from through tons of different categories and create your own freezer meal. And it's something, it's a word that I didn't get, right? I never heard of freezer cooking before. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this now, but I honestly thought it was putting some sort of like you know, jelly in your freezer and then it, it cooks in there in some way or or a different type. I had no idea what it was. No. So I started digging. No, wait, I just, that makes sense because we think, like, I think of like freezer cooking, it could be, you know, like um, freezer cookies or freezer, I think there were yes. freezer box cakes or something where you really did like assemble something and put it in the freezer and that's what like finished it. But that's not at all what this is, right? <laughs> No, not at all. So, and then whenever I started to kind of do a little bit more research, like what the heck is this freezer cooking thing? I thought it was all just soups and casseroles, but it's really not. It's going back to that intentionality and it's setting aside some time to prepare a set amount of meals 
that you're going to prepare and put into your freezer to store where it's not going to go bad. And you can pull from that freezer in this inventory of food to eat whenever it's convenient for you without all of the prep that comes with meal planning or even just doing it on the day to day. You know, there's a difference between doing it even once a week and having fresh foods in your freezer. Then all of a sudden you're you're stuck with having to decide like, oh, is this going to go bad? And I need to eat this before it perishes. And with the freezer, that's just not a problem. I can eat meals I made six months ago. So it's being very intentional, but again, meeting ourselves where we're at. And it's just, it's a great system that it really works well for me. So you use the once a month meal system in your household? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It helps us so much. Again, you know, my husband's type one diabetic and I have my own dietary restrictions. Um, I went through a phase where I didn't know what it was that I was having issues with, with food. And thank goodness, I was actually already about a year into once a month meals. And I knew immediately when my doctor told me to try the low FODMAP diet, we have a category for that. And I just clicked on that. And eventually I was able to easily determine that it's just garlic and onion for me. And I was also able to control his carb intake and be very careful with what it is that's going into his diet. And it just, it was such an obvious solution to all of these problems we had that, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I expected to freezer cook as much as I did when, and as much as I do when I went into working with once a month meals, but now it's it's a regular part of our lives. So you, you go onto the site and you choose one of the monthly meal plans and then do you, so it's called once a month meal. So do you then cook everything for that month once, like one, um, one day or how, how do you do it? Yeah. So, okay. Our system is amazing and I might be biased, but I really love it. <laughs> so I personally cook for about two weeks at a time and we have pre-made meal plans. We have two types. Uh, well, we have more than that, but essentially two types. One that's a monthly meal plan where you can go in and you have 15 recipes in there. And that those all of our recipes double to be very efficient. So that's 30 meals. Or you can do a mini meal plan, which has like four to seven recipes, again, doubling to eight to 14 <laughs> meals for the week. Or, you know, it's just two weeks worth. Or you can make your own custom meal plan. So you can just build one out from any of our 13,000 recipes and create one that looks totally unique to you. So I usually go in and we have all these different filter options. So I'll go in and I'll select diabetes friendly, keto, low carb, all these different options that I know will be good for him. And then I can even filter down to like the, what it looks like on your cooking day versus your serving day and your meal type. And the cooking day is the day you're actually preparing your meal. Your serving day is when you're eating it. Mm-hmm. I'll go through and select those and populate the recipes, create, pick four to 47 recipes. And then I get all of these resources that tell me everything I need to buy, what all I need to chop up, how I need to prepare it. And I sit down and my husband and I usually knock them out together, put them all together in the freezer, set them in there, and we're set for two or three weeks. That's amazing. So yeah. the system that you have online, the the company system, once you pull those recipes, it sort of combines them in such a way to make the actual prep easier. Is that right? I, I, I have some experience with once a month meals from a, a while back. And I seem to remember it being like, <laughs> I'd have like three or four recipes on my list that say use red bell pepper. And so it would just kind of tell me, you know, chop six red bell peppers. 
So synthesizes those things to make the prep for all the cooking you're doing easier. Is that right? Is that how it works? Oh, absolutely. It is. It is amazing. What I really, I mean, there's so many different efficiencies that are built into the system of things that you wouldn't even think of, especially if you're new to freezer cooking. And, you know, as I say, I wasn't even a good cook, let alone this idea of bulk cooking to eat later. And so it tells you, you know, if you have four recipes that have, you know, like you said, bell pepper, it's not going to tell you to cook or to chop up four cups of bell pepper for this recipe. It's just going to tell you your total amount of bell pepper you need to cut up. It's going to tell you your total amount of ground beef you need to pre-cook. It's going to spit all this out and it's going to spit it all out in the most efficient order. So we have people on our team who actually on the back end go in and determine how much effort is this going to take someone. And we start out with the hardest, most difficult task first. And then it works its way into the easier tasks as you go down because, you know, you, you're ready, you're motivated, you're pumped up, you're going to go into meal prep, and then you're an hour into it and you're tired and you're like, dang it, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so you have an easier, easier task. So it helps you kind of go downhill instead of climbing your way up while you're, while you're meal prepping. Oh, wow. That's really amazing. So they figure out which things are going to be the hardest or most intimidating so that you're tackling those when you have the most energy. And then towards the end of the day on your big cooking day, you're kind of doing easier stuff towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. That way you stay motivated. And it's just, it's way easier than going in and just not really knowing what you're getting into. It's nice to not have to think while you're trying to go through this process and tackle, you know, anywhere from four to 30 meals. It still feels overwhelming when it's more than one meal at a time, especially when you're new at it. And people really do like they'll do their full 30 meals sort of in one weekend of cooking, right? There are people who use your system who do that? Right. Well, we we actually have a, a really wide spectrum. So whenever the company was first founded by Trisha, it was it was all about monthly meal planning. So it was thirty meal or fifteen recipes doubled to thirty meals. And then as we've grown over the years, and we've seen you know more and more people who look like me who really don't know how to cook or they're not familiar with it. Thirty meals is really a lot for somebody to bust out on their first attempt, though. We instituted a roadmap we call our success path for our members, and they can start out. The first level is a well-meaning meal planner, and it's, it's for people who, you know, they want a meal plan, they've tried it, not really went well, and then our last step is the bold, bold go-getter, and that's people who do 30 meals, and we really try to cater to people all along the way, and there's not a right or a wrong place to be. Like I said, I, I don't like to do 30 meals at a time. I've done it. But I, I don't it's I don't enjoy it. I'm usually exhausted by the end of it. So I tend to stay away from that. So I do, you know, my my four my four to eight recipes that double to eight to sixteen. Mm-hmm. And it's just way more manageable that way. And so so you do your cook day and then you package things up and they go in your freezer. So right away, I, anybody listening to this know, who knows me knows I have a very tiny freezer. How mm-hmm. does it work for, or could I even think about this with my small fridge freezer? Oh yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I currently live in a renovation home. And before that, we lived in a tiny little apartment with a tiny little apartment freezer. And I immediately was like, there's no way, there's no way it's going to work. But it does. You can flat freeze, which is putting items in baggies, laying them flat, and you can stack an insane amount of meals, more than you would expect. And 
it really is quite surprising. You know, you think, oh, when I go grocery shopping and I go and I get that frozen, you know, TV dinner, that's a lot of packaging that's taking up a lot of space. Mm. But whenever you flat freeze, you're, you're losing all of that packaging and you're suddenly you have so much more space in your freezer. So it's really very doable for anyone. That is really cool. I, I, I have a few things in my freezer frozen at any given time, but I don't do a lot of meals ahead. I should I should give that a try. Now, you said you're in a renovation home. What exactly does that mean in terms of like your cooking? Well, what does it mean at all? And what does it mean in terms of your cooking? Oh, my. Okay. So, yeah, we, we purchased a renovation home right before COVID hit. And we knew we would have to gut the kitchen and several areas of the home. It really is a, a total flip of the house. I mean, it, it just needs a lot of work. And when COVID hit, it really slowed down our plans. Mm. So I have been without a kitchen for almost a year, a full kitchen for almost a year now. So I have a new wave oven, a air fryer, a like plug-in electric skillet, and an instant pot, which, you know, doubles as a slow cooker. And those are the only items I used to cook with, along with a fridge, freezer, and now I have a chest freezer now that I am out of that tiny apartment that I love. And that's that's really, I lovingly refer to it as my gypsy kitchen because <laughs> we have lots of different shelves and just whatever we can to make it work until we're able to get to uh, a more finished, <laughs> conventional, traditional kitchen. So then when you're doing your big cooking days, you're doing that using this small kitchen that doesn't have any of the normal appliances that we're used to. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So we get, you know, I'm really glad we were able to do it in the apartment before we did it here because it really showed me how to utilize space. So we have a dining room that is better. It's not renovation mode. So we pull the dining room table in there. Sometimes I use my chest freezer as counter space. Mm. Uh, so it doubles. So I have to be really intentional if I need anything out of the freezer and you make sure to get that out before I, before I get into it and use it as a counter. And then sometimes I do it alone. And sometimes my husband helps me and we just, we clear off everything we possibly can before we dive in to prep all these meals. Mm. That's really fascinating. Well, Erica, it has been so great talking with you. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was an honor. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. If Erica has inspired you to try doing some freezer cooking, definitely head over to Once a Month Meals. I'll put a link in the show notes, or if you Google for it, it does show up very easy. Okay. And now we're going to move on to the meal plan portion of the show. Like I said, this one has one meal that you make and then use leftovers from it to make something else later in the week. That thing that you make later in the week actually freezes well. So if you do kind of a big batch, you then have that for later, like another week. There's another meal that does freeze very well if you make double of it. And then everything else just kind of works together. There's some of the same ingredients here and there to keep your grocery list a little bit shorter really nice, simple meal plan, actually. Now, if you want to get this meal plan, you're heading to cookthestory.com slash meal plans. And this is meal plan number 97. You'll see all 97 of the meal plans there. You can choose this one. You can go look at one of the other ones. And all of them come with the links to all the recipes that I talk about, the instructions that I tell you to do while I'm talking here, like make more of this, do a little bit with that. 
And then also a printable grocery list to go with it. So you could just print it off and head to the grocery store. I know that you have your week of ingredients ready to go. Okay, let's dive in. We are starting this week with a pork tenderloin that's baked with garlic butter. So tasty. And you're going to make some rice with that. And you're going to have corn on the cob. I'm going to link to how to cook corn on the cob in the microwave because I do it all the time and it turns out really great. Really hands-off, easy, simple, five minutes, done sort of thing. And then I'm going to say you're going to make extra of the rice because you're going to use that later in the week and cook up an extra pork tenderloin. You're going to use that later in the week. And if you want to make this into a freezer meal later on with the thing we're going to be making, you're going to do even more of the pork tenderloin. So you're kind of doing like a big batch thing on the Monday. That's going to give you something later in the week and something for your freezer. Okay, then on the next day of this meal plan, you are doing grilled fish with tomato salsa. So this is a recipe from the cookful that Jill Silverman Huff did for us. It's a lovely recipe. It's for grilled white fish, any kind of white flaky fish, and like a homemade little tomato salsa that goes with it. If you don't want to grill the fish, you can instead broil it or pan fry it and still have that salsa with it. And you're going to serve that on some lettuce greens with some tortilla chips that you can use to scoop up some of that delicious salsa and fish. On the third day of this meal plan, we're using up those leftovers from the first day. So you're going to use some of that pork tenderloin and some of the leftover rice to make some pork fried rice. Really simple dish. You're using the leftover rice. It's actually better when the rice is leftover than to use fresh rice. And the pork is really nice in there. There's some nice like hoisin, sweet, good flavors. And the nice thing about this is you can make a nice big batch of it and it will freeze really well. So you have that for the following week. I'll also say that when you pull it out for the following week, you don't have to have it just as fried rice. This works really well as like a soup. You put this into a pot with some store-bought broth, heat it all up, and you've got this nice like rice pork vegetable soup going on, a little bit of Asian flavor to it. Really, really tasty way to use up that package of leftovers. And then you're not freezing the broth, like that's going to take up more room, right? So you're almost like freezing everything that would go into the soup, except for the soup, except for the liquid. You see what I mean? On the fourth day of this meal plan, we're doing one of my oldest favorite recipes that I make on quick weeknights, like when I'm really busy. It's a one pan chickpea and kielbasa dinner. It's basically chickpeas, onions, bell peppers, and like chopped up kielbasa that bakes together for a really short time, like just until heated through because all the ingredients are fully cooked. And it just ends up the kielbasa kind of flavors everything and gives it that nice like garlicky meaty flavor right into the chickpeas, right into the peppers. Really nice. And you could just have that on its own, but I'm saying let's serve it with just a green salad, like whether that's spinach leaves or spring mix, something like that with a light dressing, or even just scoop that chickpea mixture on top because it's going to have a little bit of liquid coming out of it. Really, really perfect like that. And then we are finishing off the week with some air fryer chicken fajitas. Now you can do chicken fajitas in another way if you want to do them on the grill or you want to do them on the stove. All that's fine. It's going to use kind of the same ingredients. And I'll put a link to my classic shrimp fajitas recipe because you can use that for everything except for the shrimp part to know your timing for your vegetables and everything if you're doing it on the stove. But it's the air fryer chicken fajitas that I am thinking about for this meal plan. And they're super tasty, easy. You're just kind of putting everything into the air fryer. Get your toppings prepared on the side. So if you want to have like some salsa, sour cream, if you want to do guacamole, get your flour tortillas warmed, all that kind of stuff going. And in the air fryers, the peppers, onions, and chicken, they all kind of cook at the same time. It works really, really well. Okay, that is our meal plan for the week. And that is our show for the week. I hope you loved my conversation with Erica. Do check out Once a Month Meals if you just want to try something different to shake up your meal planning routine. It's a really great resource. I want to say a huge thank you to Caroline Hull and her team from Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thanks to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>